Welcome to this episode of Blue Tiger Suit. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about what the furries call a fursona. This being your online character, uh, something that you base your suit off of, uh, basically using your imagination to uh, create this uh, character that you either roleplay as or something that you bring to life in one form or another. Um, so I'd like to define what a fursona is. So a fursona is a play on words, uh, meaning fur, uh, as in, you know, furries, and persona. So it is your furry persona. Um, furries can have these up to one fursona just to get themselves into the fandom, or they can have, you know, hundreds of fursonas in, in rare circumstances. But a fursona is something that's very personal to someone, it's something that's very special to someone, and it is something that's kind of very, very carefully crafted. So I'd like to talk about some examples that you may see of fursonas in mainstream uh, anthropomorphism. So examples of fursonas, or furry personas, or character personas with, with, with anthropomorphic tendencies. Um, I would argue to some degree that a mascot might be a fursona. It is a, a character that has been brought to life in a very furry way uh, with anthropomorphism. Uh, you might see fursonas in some of your favorite characters like Wile E. Coyote or Bugs Bunny. So that's, that's how we've seen them in mainstream media. Uh, I would argue to some degree that uh, like a Nick Wilde character from Zootopia would be a fursona. Um, I would argue that any fluffy character that you kind of see walking around is a persona in society. So I'd like to share a little bit about my personal persona, um, what it is, how I came up with it, uh, what it means to me, what it allows me to do, and psychologically what happens here. So my personal persona, um, I am a blue tiger named Stormy. And the idea for the tiger, I've just always loved tigers as cats. I think they're pretty majestic. They're easily my favorite animal. Um, but when I decided on the fursona, I stepped back a little bit and I thought, what, why tigers? Why did I do this? And I looked back to my early developmental childhood and I realized that I'd watched Lion King growing up, so I loved big cats, but something else that I saw in a recent documentary, um, I, I watched a lot of Fred Rogers' Neighborhood, Mr. Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood growing up. And Fred really connected with this one character, this one puppet that he used in his show that was reoccurring called Daniel Tiger. And in this recent documentary, uh, I actually saw a couple documentaries on this. There was uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor and Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, um, one starring Tom Hanks and one uh, actually a documentary about uh, Fred Rogers himself. And both of these actually talked about Daniel Tiger quite a bit. Um, I, I strongly believe to some degree that Daniel Tiger was a fursona for Fred Rogers. Um, I <laughs> I'm sure if I start calling Fred Rogers a furry, we might have some problems uh, with, with some of the listeners here, but um, I, I strongly believe that uh, Daniel Tiger would have been the equivalent of a fursona for Fred Rogers, even if Fred was not necessarily a furry himself. Um, so I looked back to how much Fred Rogers I watched as a kid, and I connected with Daniel Tiger. I realized that I, I loved the character as much as Fred did in the sense that Fred used this character to ask the difficult questions. Why do people lie? Why do people die? 
Why do people cheat? How do we deal with hurt? How do we deal with, uh, back in 9-11, Daniel Tiger even talked about uh, terrorism a little bit. You know, why do people fly planes into buildings? And that's that's how Fred asked the difficult questions. And I think that our personas, largely in the furry community, uh, allow us to ask some of those difficult questions that we as ourselves might not want to. Um, But I, I, I quickly realized after watching that documentary and I saw the Won't You Be My Neighbor documentary, or maybe it was Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. I'm sorry, I get those two mixed up. But the one where it was actually focusing on Fred Rogers himself, not the Tom Hanks recreation. Uh, but Both are um, absolutely amazing pieces. I would highly recommend watching them if you haven't already. Um, but I saw that they used some of the animation, and in many ways they personified, or I would say fursonified, um, Fred Rogers into this uh, character Daniel Tiger in, 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 in much of the animation that they did and again kind of alluded to the fact that Fred was Daniel Tiger and they kept bringing that up over and over and over and over and over again and now these aren't furries making this you know these these videos these documentaries but these are actual you know just normal producers and directors and actors and you know what have you um, these aren't furries, but they, they recognize that there is a big connection with this character that Fred had created. So I saw that from Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood growing up, and I, I think largely that's, that's, that's why I'm in the fandom today, is because of Fred Rogers, uh, someone who I strive to be every day, um, someone who loved people where they were at, and someone who uh, always, always sought to see the best in every situation. Um, I, I truly wish, personally, that I could have met Fred. Uh, he, he had a big impact on my life. But I, I created Stormy out of um, kind of a low point in my life. I was uh, working a pretty difficult crap job, and it, I, was, I was pretty miserable. I was really, really depressed and just not really mentally healthy. Um, that's not to say that furries are not mentally healthy, but I myself in that stance when the character was created was not very mentally healthy. Uh, furries can be mentally healthy when they create their characters. Furries can be in the same situation that I was in. Um, a fursona does not come out of desperation, uh, but for me, Stormy kind of did. So I distinctly remember that I was working as a dishwasher and I was, you know, just really miserable that day. I was soaking wet. I was uh, piles of dishes around me and I was just in a really kind of tough mental state. And I thought, you know what, I'm gonna, I've, I've heard about this furry thing. I, I'm, I'm just gonna create a fursona because, you know, my mind would wander and I would, I would, uh, not in a bad way, but, but my mind would wander. I would, I would consider ideas, uh, you know, solving problems in my head. Uh, just, you know, overall being bored, like really, really, really bored. Um, And I thought, you know, today I'm just, I'm gonna, I'm gonna create a persona. And Stormy was a character that came to me. The name Stormy, um, often you'll see characters, personas with funny names, uh, notably a character named Telephone. Uh, My friend, his name is Lifrin. Last night I was on with uh, a couple of furries, Avwolf and Vexit. And the names for these personas really, um, they kind of come from the heart. It's, It's not something you look through. I mean, you might look through a book of, you know, names and you might say, hi, you know, what's, what's, what's a, 
you know, a fun name that speaks to me. But often it's it's based off of um, other factors. You know, you're just thinking of random things. You know, people, uh, I think of a YouTuber whose name is Majira Strawberry. Uh, Majira means summer in Swahili. Strawberry is just, you know, the fruit. But he, he, he jokingly made a video that said how people come up with personas. And he looked around and he said, trash. And then he said, kiwi. And then <laughs> a lot of these characters, you might think, oh, that's, that's easily how the furries come up with these names. Um, you won't see personas with typical names like Bob or John, but you'll see these kind of funky names like Stormy and Lifrin. Um, these, these characters that we create. Um, but I guess also if we were to look at the mascots, our mascots don't have typical names either. I think of Blades uh, for the Bruins. I think of uh, Gritty uh, for the Flyers. And uh, I think of Orbit for the Astros. Uh, some very notable mascots. And their names are not Bob or John. They're, they're kind of fun names. And I think, I think furries take a kind of a page out of uh, the, the mascot culture's book there. And they say, you know, I don't want to just be Bob or John. Um, some other personas that I've considered creating myself would be, I've, I've always liked penguins, and I've always thought about this character like named Cloudy the Penguin, and often furries will stick with a theme, and I think I think my theme, for whatever reason, is weather. Um, so I like Stormy, maybe, maybe coming up with a character named Cloudy one day, um, kind of still, you know, expanding upon that a little bit, maybe Snowy, uh, I've, I've loved Snow Leopards for a while, uh, although that might be a little cheesy, Snowy the Snow Leopard, I don't know, maybe something to think about. <laughs> <laughs> but that's 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 how the persona works um what does this do for the person psychologically how does this work so i think a very common misconception with furries um is that we think that we are animals um i i would i would push back and I, a lot of my theater friends have challenged me on this but i would push back and i would say when you play julius caesar on the stage do you actually think you're julius caesar or are you just you know role-playing as julius caesar in front of an audience and they're like no of course i don't think i'm actually julius caesar and i'm like well do you think i'm actually a tiger and they're like well of course you know you you identify as a tiger i'm like actually I identify as a human and this happens to be a character that i like to jump into when i get bored or when i get sad or when i you know, just needs something fun to do. So I think I think that's a common misconception. Um, something, so people do identify as animals. They think that they were born as animals, uh, but accidentally were put into human skins. That is actually a psychological disorder. Um, that's not something very common in the furry community. It does exist, but it's, it's not very common. And that right there is called other kin that is a psychological disorder and i believe people should seek help if they think that they're really an animal trapped in a human's body um i'm sorry if i have any other kids listening to this uh, I'm, I'm not i'm not throwing you under the bus here but um i i would say that there's a big difference between a persona and other kin um a persona is a character that you create to just have fun with but what does this do for me from a psychological standpoint so stormy is Stormy's pretty bold. Stormy is very playful, very bouncy, very, very kind of carefree. Um, personally, in my human life, I have a very high professional standard in the office. I have some pretty high intensity jobs. I can't really bounce around. I can't really be as carefree. Um, but what Stormy does is when I when I jump into Stormy, uh, I actually have a head, so literally embodying Stormy. 
I, I, f I feel a little bit more carefree. I feel a little bit more relaxed. I feel like I can, you know, not be professional. Um, I feel like I can kind of just enjoy myself for a little bit. Um, another common misconception is that all furries have fursuits of their fursonas. Um, I created Stormy back around 2016, and I did not get a suit until last year. Did that make me any less of a furry? <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, it, a lot of furries will not own fursuits. Actually, it's, it's been quoted that roughly 25% of convention attendees will wear a fursuit. Um, my, my first couple conventions, I just showed up in a nice coat and a scarf, and I, I walked around, and I nobody batted an eye. Nobody was like, where's your fursuit? I, I think that's a big common misconception, but I would say roughly 25% of furries own fursuits. Um, that is those that attend conventions. Uh, if you would like to look at some data, I would recommend a website. Um, it's based off of the International Anthropomorphic Research Project, where you can find some data, uh, including about fursuits and fursonas. You can look up demographic information, and it's called Fur Science. Um, these doctors came together, uh, not like your medical physician, but like these psychologists with PhDs came together and they said, okay, something is weird here. Let's, let's, uh, let's kind of uncap this a little bit. Uh, became furries themselves, go figure. <laughs> and um, they kind of uncapped a lot of that information. They've been to Anthrocon, as I mentioned before, and they basically pulled a bunch of furries and they said, you know, what do you do for work? What do you, uh, how many characters do you have? Do you own a fursuit? Etc. Etc. And again, they found that roughly 25% of uh, con attendees actually wear fursuits. Uh, fursuits, and kind of segueing here off of the fursona, fursuits come in uh, a lot of different varieties. Um, you can get what's called plantigrade or digigrade padding. Plantigrade is, um, I'm trying to think of an example of a mascot that would use plantigrade. Likely your high school mascot was an Alinko mascot. Uh, you can you can look up Alinko and whatever character it was and you'll be like, what? How did he know that this is my mascot? Alinko is a Utah-based mascot uh, maker corporation and they do a really, really great job. Alinko, I love you if you're listening. And that's that's an example of a plantigrade suit. No padding, no special anything, just literally a jumpsuit and the head and the gloves and the paws. And you then have digigrade padding, which that can come in different intensities of padding, but it's still digigrade padding, where you might have your legs in more of an S shape uh, with the padding shape to make it look like an animal that's walking on two legs. Um, again, not thinking that we're animals, but merely just role-playing as animals. <laughs> again, it, it doesn't matter if you have digi or plantigrade uh, padding, uh, just gauging the intensity of how much of a furry are you, you know, digigrade padding is I'm, I'm more of a furry than those that have plantigrade padding. That's the, that's, that's not how it works. It's, it's, if anything, it's more of a personal preference. Uh, some people cannot function in digigrade suits because they're like, I was not built for this and they were plantigrade, uh, or they want the mobility a little bit better. But some people wear digigrade because they're like, no, I really, really want to look like I'm an animal walking on legs. It doesn't mean that they identify more with their character or less with their character. It's just how, how that works. Um, there's also different um, uh, levels of getting suits. Again, does not mean that you're more invested into your character than not, but you can get what's called a full suit, which is, you know, the feet paws, the, 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 the body suit, the hand paws and the head and the tail. And you can get all that, and that's called a full suit. And then you can get what is called a 
uh, a partial, which is what I have, which is the head and the hand paws and the tail, and uh, I'm, st I'm still working getting some feet paws for that as well. Um, a lot of people, if they overheat quite a bit, will just get partials. And again, it doesn't mean that you're less invested into your character, it's just what you can handle personally in wearing a giant rug, uh, as, as Gale and Kage will put it. Um, but that's that's kind of the different levels. And then, you know, you get into specialized suits like plush suits, which literally make you look like a stuffed animal. I, w I was on with Vexit last night, and he's like, I'm thinking about getting a plush suit. And I was like, oh my goodness, that sounds awesome. That is where everything, everything is stitched together. So the feet paws are connected to the bodysuit, the bodysuit's connected to the hand paws. Uh, in some cases, even the head is connected. Um, you know, you can just move it forward and then put it over your head. Um, those are, uh, Lifrin has told me that that's like basically making three suits because of the intensity that goes into that. Um, and then there's a bunch of other variety and specialized suits that, um, I'm not going to touch on, but I encourage you to research if you are interested. So I want to reiterate again, um, having a fursuit does not make you any more of a furry or any less of a furry or what have you. And you do not need a fursuit uh, if you have a fursona. You can have a fursona without having a fursuit. A fursona is just kind of your character. Um, I didn't even get art of my character until last year when I got the suit. So it was all kind of a mental thing. And, you know, all of my online avatars were, you know, Stormy Tiger, but I didn't have anything to show for it. But that didn't make me any less of a furry necessarily. So psychologically what this does, and uh, Gail has mentioned this a little bit in conversations that I've had with her, uh, she feels, so she has about eight characters that she brings to life every now and then, and she believes that each of those characters is a different subset of her personality, kind of a different facet, as, 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 as she worded it, or a different fragment of, of herself. So I think of her character, which is Gale, that's, that's her main uh, character. It's a, I think it's a purple and black saber-toothed kitty, she puts it, because she said, saber-toothed tiger is too, like, intimidating, I want to be a saber-toothed kitty. Gail, totally respect that, I love everything about that. <laughs> and then you have uh, another character that she has, uh, Dushep, who is a guy, and she said that that uh, helped her identify better with her bisexuality, um, just, you know, personifying a, a male character. Um, on that note, uh, guys can personify female characters and females can personify guy characters um, with their personas. There's not really a limitation to that. Um, I think of another character that she has named Basalt, who is this kind of cute little Sika deer, and he is kind of a doofus, and he's kind of this toony character. And she says, uh, I, I, I use this when I need that portal to Toontown, and I need to step aside a Wile E. Coyote episode and, you know, goof off and do some funny things. Um, I think of another character that she has named Tabasco, who is this giant monster-like character, when she said, I just need to feel like Godzilla and just rampage around and be mean and scary um not that she's being mean herself and not that she's being rude but you know the the idea of you know stomping around and you know acting scary uh she she that kind of helps her with you know that she wants to be this big scary monster every now and then so i would i would argue that our personas uh help us discover more about ourselves and again, as JFET put it, and I mentioned this in the last episode, he believes that the fursona is kind of a truer version of ourself. 
Um, I don't know if I agree with that or disagree with that. I'm still forming an opinion on it, but I do absolutely agree that it does allow us to uh, kind of throw that judgment to the side that we may be worried about experiencing. Um, I can't bounce around the office, literally bouncing around the office, uh, but Stormy can bounce around a convention. And for me, that's really, really freeing. It allows me to kind of further expand upon myself. So no, I do, I do lean more into what JFET said about what, what our personas do. So if you like this and you like personas, you want to make your own fursona, um, some things that you might want to consider is what is your favorite animal? What is your spirit animal? Do you have any favorite colors? And then the name is something that might come later. Um, it, it hit me one day just in that little dishwashing pit and I was like, Stormy, that's it right there. That is absolutely it. And I got in the car and I was, you know, pretty happy on the way home. I'm like, I did it. Here it is. Um, but if you want to come up with a persona, you know, think of what character you might enjoy, what characters you might want to identify as. Um, I've seen I've seen a lot of different people types identify as, you know, canines or felines, and I'm like, yep, that that absolutely fits. Um, I I remember meeting Lifrin, and I'm like, yep, th th this guy is a hundred percent a husky. And then um, I think of some of my friends, and uh, often my my. My, my friends and I would get together and they'd be like, okay, so what do you see me as? And I'm like, oh, I see you as this, or I see you as this. So maybe even asking your friends, you know, hey, if I was an animal, you know, what, what, what would I be? And then in terms of characters, furries don't have to be natural characters. I mean, they, they absolutely can be. There's some, uh, immediately what comes to mind is some beautiful uh, dog-based characters like German Shepherds and the, the detailing on the suits is incredible. I think of some Burmese mountain dog suits that I've seen before with uh, the, 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 the different colors, the black and the white and the brown, and that's absolutely gorgeous as well. Um, but it's not uncommon to see a blue tiger kind of a winking moment there uh, a blue tiger or a pink fox or a purple panda or what have you so there's really no limitations to what your character can do what it looks like uh, people even take these characters and they combine species um, I think probably the funniest species um, a, a youtuber named Beta Ida Diletta he is a, a uh, kind of a monotone color wagon not like your little red flyer wagon that you wheel around as a kid, but he he is a wolf dragon, and the character is adorable. Um, so you can take species, and you can come up with your own species. You can combine species. Um, you can even invent species. Um, the the species of the Dutch angel dragon. Uh, I strongly encourage you to look up what a Dutch angel dragon looks like. Um, they're, they're, it's, it's a beautiful species and the furry community is constantly inventing new species because they're saying, I don't identify with any animals, but I identify with, I think it was called shockwave or something. I'd have to go back and look at it, but there are these, fur these furries that their, their characters fly around using, uh, sound waves. And that's really, really cool. Um, there are characters who are more computer and uh, cyborg based who have these uh, really, really awesome screens on their faces. So it doesn't necessarily have to be an actual animal species. It can be a combination of one or many animals. And it can also, uh, you can invent if you decide that nothing that you've seen really works for you. So that's, that's how that works. If you ever consider making your own persona, it's, it's fun. Again, there's 
no commitment to the level of an investment you have to make. No one's going to be like, oh my goodness, I have 12 badges of art and you only have one badge of art. I'm, I'm more of a furry than you are. Uh, that's, that's not how that works necessarily. So, and like I said, Stormy stayed in my head for quite some time. And then eventually I said, you know, he, he's been in there long enough. I'm going to, I'm going to get him out and, you know, run around a little bit. So now if you want to create a persona, I, but even just for fun, it's, it's, it's a good mental exercise. Uh, Kage says that furries are some of the most creative people that he knows. He calls them the dreamers. These are people who say, um, I, I, I want to express myself as, as a wagon. And I think that would be fun. Uh, I think also a very common misconception is that furries are furries. Uh, and this is something that my parents were concerned about. And I said, no, this is not because I don't like myself. Uh, people often assume that furries are furries because they're displeased with their human forms. Um, this might be true for some, but I would say the majority are happy with themselves. Um, it, it's not a dislike. It's not a, oh, I don't like, you know, my human self and I feel this desire to, you know, be something that I'm not because I'm dissatisfied. It's a, no, I, I want to expand and I want to bounce around. And uh, I view my fursuit as kind of like a stress ball. You know, I just, I'm stressed. Okay. I need to bounce it around, throw it on for a few minutes and then take it off. And I come out of it feeling great. I come out of it feeling much better. Um, yeah, so that's 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 how that works, and I think uh, I think another common misconception is furries who have many personas suffer from multiple personality disorder. Um, I can't speak for all furries because some might, but I, I I don't think that it's an accurate assumption to say, oh my goodness, you have twenty personas, you must have a multiple personality disorder. That's crazy. Go get mental help. Um, that's that's not what that is. Someone may just want to express themselves in more fragments than others. Um, Stormy is my only character right now, but I'm, like I said, considering being this penguin who's maybe a little bit more clumsy, maybe a little bit more goofy. Stormy's a little bit more, uh, he's, he's less professional. He's not rude, but he is, uh, uh, he's, he's less serious. He, he, he worries about less things than I do. And I think I think a fun penguin character named Cloudy, Cloudy might just uh, slip around and accidentally fall over every now and then, kind of like I do. <laughs> um, so that might express, you know, the clumsier fragment of myself. The oh my goodness, I I'm, I'm such a klutz sometimes. So that that is the persona. That's that's what it is. That is the furry personas. Um, it's 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 limitless. It. It is sky's the limit with your imagination with these things. Um, I think I think that's probably one of the coolest parts about the fandom is it's it's for the dreamers. It's for the people that are like, okay, I'm bored. I really want to see what I would look like as a giant pink panda, and they create that, and that is to me it it's it's the coolest thing. So again, I, I strongly recommend that even if you aren't a furry, even if you don't want to identify as a furry, it might be cool to create a character just as a mental exercise of, okay, what, what, what would I look like as this? And what, what would I name it? What would the colors be? Uh, maybe draw it out or get someone to draw it out for you if you have a good artsy friend. Like, I have many good artist friends. Commission them, though, because <laughs> the artist should get paid for work because their work is great and it's thankless work. But um, yeah, I, I would I would strongly recommend to anyone that it would it'd be a good mental 
exercise to express your imagination and to bounce around for a second. And then if you get serious into it, you could get a suit or two. Uh, you don't have to. Um, there's there's no uh, there's no obligation. Um, getting a persona does not immediately mean you have to attend a convention by any means. I would I would recommend it for a convention to anyone at least once in a lifetime, just to see what that feels like. It's it's one of the coolest feelings ever. Um, I, I'm going to be talking about conventions uh, in a in an upcoming episode, but uh, it does not obligate you to anything. So I would also like to give a big thank you to Fred Rogers. Um, I touched on what he did in my life earlier, but he really allowed me to express myself and to create this persona and to uh, find joy and find little happy moments um, as this character. Not that I don't find happy characters in, in, in my human form, you know, happy, happy moments, but that he allowed me to realize, okay, uh, I, as my human form, do not need to ask the difficult questions. Sometimes Stormy can ask the difficult questions and sometimes Stormy can grapple with this stuff, much like he did with Daniel Tiger. So, Fred, I I hope to meet you one day, um, maybe maybe on the other side. But I I wish I could have seen you, and I wish I could have thanked you for everything you've done for me. Yeah. Well, thank you all again so much for listening. Um, I'm looking forward to the upcoming episode. But uh, if you have any questions about personas, uh, I would not recommend a persona generator online. I think I think it needs to be a little bit more of a personal thing. This is you. This is cool enjoy it it's a fun process uh if you don't do it yourself maybe google furries and look at some of the beautiful suits that people have made the colors the design the uh, i think of lifrin who has a like an egyptian style fursuit and it has this beautiful like multicolored uh, egyptian styling on it um I, I i encourage you to see what some people have done creatively it's a beautiful thing it's a beautiful part of the fandom and uh, I, I encourage you to check it out. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, I'll catch you in the next episode.